Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. This morning, I, I wanted to get the clothes out of my dryer and wound up opening the refrigerator, you know. I mean, it's been, it's like, if you ever want to see what you will look like 10 years into the future, go to South by Southwest for an entire week and then wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. Yeah. Or, or attempt to do anything. I attempted to drive for the first time in a week and nearly got, got the entire family killed. My wife made me get out and so she could drive instead. <laughs> I was just completely dazed. I parked the car today to come here and uh, got out of the car, and the car yelled at me, basically, for not turning the engine off. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're all safely here. We are. I'm with Stephen Thompson. I'm with Robin Hilton. I'm Bob Boylan. We're back in Washington, D.C. in a nice, cozy studio. There's no one going to walk by in a uh, lit cape or, <laughs> or or just lit. Carrying a rooster. Right? Uh, Carrying <laughs> a rooster yeah. or a chicken. It's just weird for me because it's been so long already since I've walked through an alley and tried to guess what the fluid is streaming uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk down about the street. <laughs> is that leaky dumpster? <laughs> is that mud? That actually urine? sounds like one of the bands I saw. Leaky, leaky dumpster. Leaky dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here. We're doing a wrap-up show. We spent five days at night talking about the music we loved, and today we're going to play some of that music from South by Southwest 2018. And uh, in a bit, we'll bring in Rodney Carmichael, who is a virgin at the uh, <laughs> at South by Southwest. Who wants to kick off today's wrap-up show with the most exciting thing I they saw? I think I should with the band Thick, a trio of women from uh, Brooklyn. I saw them at this just postage stamp-sized club. The the mixing board, like the sound guy, was probably no more than five or six feet in oh, front of in say, front of the stage. Wow! And and then and oh, there wow. and there's this crush of people in between him and the stage. It was tiny, tiny, just like a walk-in closet. And this band was incredible. It was one of the ones I just stumbled upon, had never heard of before. Thick. I want to play a song called "Are You With Me." I saw so much great guitar rock at South By this year, and this was one of my favorites, Thick, a band from Brooklyn. They've only got one EP out and a few singles. This uh, song, Are You With Me, is from their EP uh, called It's Always Something. And uh, just incredible energy, super infectious, super charming. They were funny. So much fun. Thick. I'm going to say that everything on my list has no guitar, which is weird. Interesting, right? Yeah. I enjoyed 
guitar rock a whole lot less, even more so this year. <laughs> and almost everything I think today that I'll do is not from America, which is also uh, counter to often the things that I fall in love with at South by Southwest. And I found that to be a good thing. It was refreshing. I'm going to go with uh, your, are, are You With Me was the last song. I'm going to do a song called Are We There Yet, which ah, is yes. uh, from an artist known as Theodore. We and, ran uh, into him on the street. Well, he, the, ran, into uh, us, he ran into right? us. Yeah. <laughs> we were recording our podcast, and just as I was about to talk about this Greek artist, he walks by randomly in a sea of, you know, thousands, thousands of and people thousands of people at any moment. I love those those incredible moments. Theodore, is, uh, as I mentioned, uh, is an artist from Greece. I would say uh, his music has the drama of Pink Floyd. And I'm going to play this song uh, from Theodore called Are We There Yet? And it's from an album called It Is, But It's Not, which is not too dissimilar from what you just did with... It's Always Something. Yeah. Yeah. Pounding on the Pink Floyd thing, but Us and Them is a song I thought of when I heard this. Sure. Uh, Compliment. It's a compliment. It's not meant to be anything more uh, drawing on that stuff. It's always nice when you get a chance to see music at South by Southwest that uh, that can breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so often you're going in there and you're just grabbing a quick kind of impression of something. And, and when you get a chance to to sit with something, like I got a chance to see the Max Richter Orchestra play an eight-hour composition. That's right, yeah. That's, and that's probably that, 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 an extreme that, 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 on that. While you were lying in a bed. While lying in a bed. But yeah. uh, but I, is, yeah. I love the idea of going to a church and, and absorbing that, that sound. I wish I'd gotten a chance to see him. That's Theodore. Uh, move on. Stephen, what do you got? Yeah, I've got an artist from Australia called G-Flip. When we did our late night podcast uh, at the end of the festival, I was talking a little bit about how uh, how enriched the festival was just by the sheer number of like y- really young performers, uh, young women, queer performers, trans performers, non-binary performers, people of color from all around the world. G-Flip is like a young queer singer-songwriter, drummer, rapper uh, f- uh, from Australia, and but 
came out there with just this incredible force and charisma and and uh you know i was just immediately charmed uh by her and i you know, i ended up uh, watching her entire set which you don't always get a chance to, to chance to do because I'd only heard one or two songs and and uh, she's just dynamite and clearly had a big breakout moment at the festival so this song is called about you
So uh, a, a lot of these performances were backing tracks. Was this backing tracks? No, she performed with a full band. And, and this is uh, the songs about you. Not about you, Bob, but um, it was really interesting. Like I saw another singer-songwriter from Australia that I was really, really excited to see named Mallrat. Uh, and she has a song called Better that is just this incredibly charming confection, just this chimey, you know, like kind of full band arrangement. And when I saw her live, she was playing with like a DJ and the DJ was mostly just playing a track and the effect of it was I, I mean she she performs under the name Mallrat so it sounds like I'm being cute here but it's like it sounded like something you would see at a shopping mall and you know both G Flip and Mallrat are both probably in their late teens very very young performers and it was just interesting like what the addition of a full band will do or what the or what a fully fledged studio recording can do because I still really love Mallrat but that performance left me so mm-hmm. flat uh, I mean uh, you know that a lot of those reasons are often because of just what it costs oh, to seriously. bring a band. Especially they're coming from Australia. Right, yeah. But I'm with you. I saw Frankie Simone, who is an artist uh, based in Portland these days, who uh, I loved a song that we listened to, put it on the preview show. And then when I saw her perform, all but complete backing tracks she sang live, uh, but then did a choreography of dancers with her, uh, which was kind of fun and made up somewhat for lack of instrumentation. But I, I, I wonder if it's an age thing. I, I really, really enjoy seeing the interplay of musicians on a stage making something that they wouldn't have made otherwise. And, uh, and so that's my expectation. And I wonder if a different generation might feel differently about I don't know. it. No, I just because people love going to DJ, hearing DJs and well, stuff. Well, that's and, true. And and so, but I and I absolutely don't. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind that as much as I don't mind that as much as I just want the band to at least seem interested in their own music. Right. I mean, there were there were some like Cut Worms. I love Cut Worms music. I was really excited to see him and. It wasn't a bad performance. It was just very flat. They just stood there and played through the songs. And I'm like, do something. Show some sort of enthusiasm. It's like they wanted it to be over. And Hop Along left me a little flat. And I mm-hmm. love Hop Along. I felt but. the same. And, and But remember that this is performance number seven out of right, ten. Right, right. Yeah, if you walk into true. the wrong right, so one in we, the wrong setting, because there are some garbage venues. <laughs> and I, I think one of the things that... If you go to these a lot, you can understand where the exhaustion is coming into play and where the lack of talent is coming into play, and mm-hmm. you can weigh those things. And I think in the case of uh, Hopalong, for example, who we've, we've seen, seen all seen right. lively, yeah. lively shows, we know that this is, you know, exhaustion yeah. or playing in the morning. Or- yeah, and, and in most of these cases, they barely get a chance to test out all their equipment before they perform. And in some of these cases, we were joking before this taping about how bad some of the venues are at South by. The range of of settings is enormous. Like there is a venue that is a tent in an alley mm-hmm. and you hear next to another tent next in an to alley. another <laughs> tent in an alley and you know I saw a quiet band there called uh, Special Explosion that I really liked but I couldn't I could barely even hear them perform because there were so many bands performing around them we went to see many rooms in a in a bar we all loved it the songs were so quiet and the whole time you're hearing a blender and the, <laughs> the bartender's got a shaker shaking ice like, <laughs> And it was it was just the worst. You can't you can't enjoy music in that. In that Although we did, Although we, that, did. Yeah, she was we did, great. Yeah, yeah, she was amazing. But I saw someone I really loved, and I know Stephen. I think you were at the show and were put off by the venue because it was so sterile. It was like a lounge in a hotel room. And that's with Aisha Badru. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found her music so transfixing and her storytelling that 
I was able to put the space out of my head mm-hmm. and just focus on her. She's based out of New York, and yeah, she played this lounge in a hotel. You could hear the elevators dinging in, you know, in the background, <laughs> ding, and the bartender and everything. <laughs> I want to play a song of hers called Bridges, which is from her upcoming oh, great full-length uh, debut, Pendulum, the song Bridges. on the late night dispatches about artists sharing really personal stories. Many Rooms was one of them. And uh, deeply personal stories about how music has changed their life. And Aisha Berdrew told this story during her set about how she had always been so shy her life that it was just crippling to her. She avoided everybody and anything that would put her in front of anybody. And she found through music that she could do it and have this voice. She also talked about having a strained relationship with her father and that he moved away to Africa. And he was watching television one day and a, a, a car ad came on and her song, one of her songs was being used <gasps> oh in the car my. ad. And uh, he called her up and he said he was so proud of her. And that this this had finally happened for her. And I think tears were brimming in her eyes through the entire set. She looked uh-huh. like she was just on the verge of, of weeping. But I, I found it really moving despite the horrible venue. Because uh, <laughs> it, it truly was an awful place to see. I mean, super sterile. It was, it was a lounge in a hotel with the elevators dinging through the whole set. I love that song. One of the wonders of music these days is that one person can write, record, and perform everything and it's not simply a singular instrument or they've got symbols strapped to their knees <laughs> they, right right <laughs> yes indeed yeah the, the one the, man man one, one, man one band, person yeah. band right and one of the artists who did that and impressed me so much was uh, Sudan Archives Brittany Denise Parks is her name she's a young violinist uh she's she was from Cincinnati now based in LA she was influenced and inspired by Sudanese violin music, of all things. And she's taken that to a level where on stage at South by Southwest, she's performing with a uh, like a Roland 404, which is a sampling workstation, so she can have multiple instruments, many of which she's performed and it's captured and it's playing back. But on the other hand, she's also playing a guitar on stage. 
and she's playing a violin. And then there's that voice, beautiful, beautiful voice. So I just want to play some music, come out and talk about uh, what I thought was my favorite discovery at South by Southwest this year. Stephen for the Austin 100 picked uh, a song called Come Away. Uh, it's spelled uh, come, M-E-H, way, come away. I want to play just a tiny bit of it because you get a sense of her voice there. But then I want to play uh, a newer song she has up on Bandcamp, a song called Water. And uh, you'll get us an idea of the texture of her music. I can't jump high, but I hear all the notes. I can't be you, no. I can't be you, but I can be true, no. So uh, let's dip that down for a minute and then let's pick a little bit of, of the song Water, okay? Sounds more like something like FK Twigs or something. Uh, yeah, good. That's yeah. that's good. Uh, Rodney Carmichael has come in the room uh, since NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael. You saw Sudan Archives also at South by Southwest. I did. Yeah. I did. And I think it's pretty incredible that my favorite discovery of South by Southwest is also Bob Boylan's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, we meet somewhere because we're, we're polar many the, other the times. Yeah, universe just split open. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. We both come at this thing in very different directions, but uh, she was undeniable, I guess is maybe the best way, uh, just as a performer. And then the depth of her music, it wasn't singular in the way that it had like just one sound. It really had such wide appeal. She was amazing. I mean, I think that song, Water, that we just played is a perfect, it really encapsulates what, what her performance, her live show was like, you know, so many sounds and textures, like you say. And I'm I'm really new to her music, so seeing her on stage and kind of being in the back and trying to figure out how much of this is she making live on the spot, how much of this is pre-recorded, you know, and then just being enraptured by her her physical presence at the same time. It was crazy. She's got such a stage presence, you know, like the the gowns, the outfits she wears, her hair, everything. It's more just, more than all of us put together. Her hair, Regarding yeah. our hair, yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hair envy going on during that show. Yeah. Rodney, you mentioned that, that whether she's doing it live or whether she's uh, recorded. Where does that fall when you go to see a performer? 
I think when you can bring any level of improvisation into a live performance, it takes it to another level. And, you know, obviously for me coming from the hip-hop side, that's really important, you know, which is why I hate going to see rap acts who, who rap over their vocal track. You know, I could get this at home, you know. So <laughs> to see her taking that improvisation to the next level by actually making music live on the spot and mixing it with the recorded stuff. She was looping so, a lot, doing a lot of yeah, looping. And, yeah, yeah. As opposed to just hitting play on a computer. Exactly. Yeah. So who did you see? As you said, our worlds are, are different. So I didn't right. see any of, uh, of the hip-hop groups that you saw. So who did you see that really inspired you you hadn't known before? I saw a couple of acts. These are acts... One in particular, her name is Tierra Wack, a really dope MC out of Philly. As the name suggests, she she makes a lot of plays off of that last name, especially in hip hop, where you know, whackness is a noun, a verb, it's a little bit of everything. She was really dope. She kind of I've been telling people that she's like, I really hate to compare artists, but with her, it helps. It, it helps. It helps. I think she's kind of like the new Missy Elliott. And I Whoa. say that because, yeah, I know, that's that's a big one. <laughs> but I say that because of her creativity, her visualization and imagery is really creative. She has this video for a song called Mumbo Jumbo that I think we're going to listen to. And it has, first, first off, she's a really dope lyricist, right? But she does this thing where she kind of mimics or imitates the whole mumble rap subgenre, which is really about feeling and expressiveness more than lyrics, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 you know, it's really supposed to be a negative connotation to the subgenre saying, you know, they don't rap at all, they're just mumbling. But she kind of takes that to the nth degree and she's like doing this whole kind of thing where she basically laid down a rough track and never came back and laid down actual lyrics to it. So there's just all of these melodies, and it's it's really beautiful. And she has this really weird imagination that you really see and hear in the music. Let's check out Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scott singing. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that is a good a good um, comparison. And, you know, I think the thing about this song, as, as dope as it is, as much as I love it, 
if you if this is your entry point to Tierra Whack, be prepared for something totally different than oh, anything yeah? else because she actually spits lyrics. So this isn't <laughs> like she's not scatting over every song, you know. Anything else that uh, that struck you? This is your first year. First year. I called you a virgin uh, before you walked in the studio. Sorry, he called an entire audience of people virgins at when he introduced uh, August did, Green right? on our. <laughs> well, he said, "Anybody out there a virgin?" Oh, that's right. Rodney and, uh, did. Rodney, Rodney did. did. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. I called a- you actually, that was that was a spectacular intro that that Rodney gave to August Green. Yeah, I was inspired yeah. by Bob. Yeah, it was a real <laughs> mic drop moment. I I was blown away. Thanks. Artists that you were inspired by. Yeah, I got to check out this other artist that I've been familiar with for the past couple of years, still bubbling under the radar. He's a kid named Buddy. He's out of Compton, California. He makes you instantly throw out all of your stereotypes of what you assume or expect to come out of Compton, California. I mean, he's a guy who grew up in the church. His dad was a preacher, but he's also not some super tight-laced kid. He just happened to avoid gang life, which, which you know, from everything we hear out of Compton, that seems so unusual. But he makes it sound very usual, and his his and his lifestyle and what he represents is really cool. He's a really fun kid, and he has a lot of energy on stage. What are we gonna hear? We're gonna hear his latest song, which I saw him perform live. It's called Black, and it resonates a lot with the times, I believe. Black. Black, black, black. <laughs> black on black, black. Yeah. Hey. Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. Black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black bitch. Black, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black. Black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. black rims on this black, black wheels, black, this black, black wheel, put this black, black on black, 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 out the roof when I run into you. Thoughts black as the dark side of the moon. Won't be no truce, won't be no truce. At your funeral in an all black suit. Couple white girls working all black too. Me and your man marching on all black roots. Call up the troops, call up the troops. Punch you in the mouth, then knock out your tooth. I can tell when they not telling the truth. Talking that nigga, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Back and I'm black and I'm acting brand new. In the back, like, oh, word, diamonds all black, like, what you heard, what you heard, what you heard. Spilling some Hennessy black on the curb, just for the memory of the deceased. When I black out of awakening the beast, what it's gonna be, what it's gonna be. You don't want f- with a f- like me, bet you never seen my feet so black. I'm black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. Rims on this black wheels in this black black with this black bitch. Black on black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black. So black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. Rims on this black wheels, yeah. this black black, 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 with a Nubian queen and some illegal aliens. I got a black fist barred up and it ain't just me, it's all us. 400 years of oppression, I'm about to give me that black Tesla. Black skid marks on the pavement, cops wanna see me in a black cage. Black on black on black, Master Juba with the tap dance, Gucci with the dapper dance, tell him kiss my black. Clean version. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, Buddy Buddy is all over the place. He, that's That's definitely one of his his more political songs I guess you could say but you know last year he put out an EP with Kate Trinata well-known Canadian uh beat maker producer very eclectic sound so he's he's a, he's a good guy to check out 
So, uh, first time, South by Southwest. First time, uh, man, and, I and survived. Hey, you're going back? Question mark. Hey, I would love to go back. Right. I think that I will. I will have to prep up and have the airborne and all that good stuff ready. You know? <laughs> Did you get sick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's know, right. I, I yeah. caught the little bug, whatever. Yeah, I, and uh, and just in general, musically, uh, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's so much. It's so much to take in and. I think that I'd, I'd really be interested to hear how, how veterans, you know, I imagine you get a system after a while so that you can avoid the whackness, so to speak, and, and really kind of find your way toward the gyms. I think with hip hop, it's interesting because so much of hip hop is not necessarily reliant on artists developing a tight stage show. You know, and so you find a lot of artists who are able to get by and get big without necessarily being great live performers. Mm. So you see a lot of that at, at South By. You know, you see people rapping over tracks. You see people focusing more on the entertainment aspect versus the emceeing aspect. So it's always good when you can find a few here or there, which, you know, I found I found several that really were emceeing. I mean, Rhapsody, a cat named Kimba, who we had on the Austin 100. So that was refreshing. And to see see people like that live and, and just kind of reaffirms how live hip-hop can be so strong when it's delivered the right way. That's so cool. Thanks, Rodney Carmichael. You guys want to take a break, and, and we'll come back and uh, talk about other stuff. Sure. South by Southwest 2018 wrap-up continues in just a See second. what he did there? Wrap-up? Wrap? Yeah, I know. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Isotope, makers of Spire Studio, the simple all-in-one recording system that lets musicians record, mix, and share songs in professional quality wherever and whenever inspiration strikes. Spire Studio wirelessly connects to the Spire app, so ditch the cables to collaborate and share with bandmates and fans around town or around the world. Learn more at spire.live. Oh my gosh, we're back. We're uh, back from South by Southwest, and we're back from our break. And uh, Stephen Thompson, uh, you've only had one song so far, so I know. We might, we, what, what about so Stephen? We're go, so we're going to go to Robin. Where's <laughs> so, Stephen? Yeah. Okay. What do you have? Uh, Discoveries. Yeah. While prepping for South by, I came across this band. Another, actually, another band from Australia called Gang of Youths, and uh, I heard this song, and I thought, how big does this band go? Like, you know how like some bands they've you know, like you can turn it all the way up to Bono. Uh, in terms of in terms of uh, grandiosity, that's an actual setting on the amp. Yeah, th- <laughs> this band gets five bonos. <laughs> um, the lead singer, you know, he's got this this mane of hair, and he's you know these tattoos, and he's he's kind of jacked, and you know, a tall guy. And I was worried he was bruising his ribs because he kept pounding his chest, right. uh, and you know, he'd pound his chest and flip his hair and stand on the monitors and and. And and so many of their songs are just like blowing the roof off of an imaginary stadium. Uh, and this song, this is their set closer because this. So this song blows the roof off the moon. Uh, this is called "What Can I Do If the Fire Goes Out." This is the sound of a soul in tune to a savage desire for a soulmate. It's a savage desire for a soul untamed. Let a feeling of cry in the present age Do I throw my clothes in the fire? Do I throw my hopes in the fire? Do those things grow in the fire or burn just to keep me compliant? Can you still show me a way? Can you still 
Just, that song just gets bigger and bigger, and you know, and it's got it's got this really long wind up where you think, is this an instrumental? <laughs> and then eventually, he's just he's just you know pounding his chest and and beaming to the heavens. A gang of youths. I think that song is a, is it's I mean, it's just an anthem. They're an anthem factory, and and sometimes you need a good anthem. They kind they kind of remind me a little bit a couple of '80s bands like The Alarm or uh, the oh, yeah. or The Call. Yeah, you know those just that that like really were were kind of. A little bit in U2's shadow, but had that same kind of grand ambition to them. So you mentioned Bono, Stephen. Uh, I want to take us to the Bono of Greek lute playing. <laughs> the Bono of Greek lute and playing. And I, I quote here, I quote Talia Schlanger, who is with us oh. from World Cafe, which is with us at South by Southwest. Uh, when I referred to Zalorius White, which was the last thing I saw at South by Southwest and one of the most glorious things I saw at South by Southwest she knew of this amazing lute player is from royal sort of ancestry of Greek lute playing so anyway it's a perfect segue the music was some of the best uh, we talk about the Greek lute playing you'd ever heard. Some of the best Greek lute, play, lute playing, at least at South by Southwest That's, this year. This year, you took the yeah. words right out of my mouth. But we talk about that that notion with Rodney, and, and all of us talked about that notion of the interplay that happens and the improvisation that happens when you have musicians on stage. One of the things that didn't excite me at South by Southwest were a lot of the uh, independent rock bands that I often fall in love with, and much of that is because of what's happening on stage is they're just producing their playing their songs and I don't feel that there's a lot of interplay and and uh, they don't surprise one another much mm-hmm. on stage but this was Jim White from the Dirty Three and this fellow George Zalorius uh, as we mentioned a Greek lute player and the interaction and improvisation that went on between the two of them was some of the most phenomenal uh, music certainly that I saw at South by Southwest and, and certainly world-class musicianships. It's just so much fun to watch people communicate musically. And uh, so I want to play a song from uh, Zalarius White from an album they have out called Mother. The song I want to play is appropriately called Call and Response. Thank you. 
you can hear that that back and forth that happens between uh, Jim White and uh, George Delorius uh, in, in that song "Call and Response." The other thing that uh, m- that happened to me, I saw that sh- that this performance of Zalorius White uh, at the Parish, which is the um, most beautiful sounding of clubs that I were, was at all week and one of my favorite clubs in, in, in Austin for just hearing music because the sound system lights and all that stuff is so beautiful. It made me think a lot about what had happened the previous five days. And one of the things that bothered me so much during the festival is volume. I've ranted about wearing earplugs at shows for a long time. I hate wearing them, but I feel forced to by clubs, forced to by sound people who make the sound monstrously loud. Uh, and forced to also uh, it's a responsibility of bands to control the volume of of uh, sound and and that's never done and there uh, was one a band I saw uh, who just before they started playing saying uh, we're we're handing out earplugs for everyone uh, we get pretty loud so you'll you'll want to use those and I thought wow. alternately you could play quieter right and you actually would, <laughs> you know what <laughs> at least they at least they offered earplugs I mean <laughs> right because and I, they all had earplugs on stage yeah. I'm uh, you lose so much when you put in earplugs I don't care I have molded ones that I spent you know a hundred dollars or more more for the point being that most people don't they'll either stuff their ears with something or or damage their ears which is the yeah that's not what you want to do to people I, I have damaged mine yeah and I, I am sure mine as well. So uh, that's my rant on volume. Stop. All of which is to say Zalorius White. <laughs> there, <Right. laughs> there, there is this kind of old man yelled, yells at cloud going on here of like, dear bands, turn it down. Yeah, I, well, well, I thought I, the same I, thing, But you're too. right. I'm saying turn it down to a volume that's loud, but that I don't have to then wear earplugs to bring it down so now I don't hear you as well. That's what I'm screaming for. I yeah, love I mean, loud And it's music. not like they're playing at a, an arena. Right. That they have right. to fill. These are tiny clubs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Zolaris White was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and they were... <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So good sound means everything. You can actually hear the, the, the one other more, more thing, which is that more often than not, the drums and bass were louder than the vocals, which meant you couldn't hear any of the words that somebody was singing. All that poetry, all that thought, all that expression lost because you the drum beats up front where it doesn't belong. Anyway. We had a lot of fun at South Park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grumpy and tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I think we should go to St. Sister out of that because they're, they're a duo from Ireland who... Um, they didn't have a lute in their band, but they did have a Celtic harp that was driving mm-hmm. everything. And uh, their music is, uh, they're called Saint Sister. It's Morgan McIntyre and Gemma Doherty. And their music is this beautiful, airy mix of electronics and acoustics. But the thing that anchors it is this Celtic harp. They used it for the bass. And it often played the melodies or the solos. Now, that said, when you listen to this, you're not going to immediately think, oh, Celtic harp, obviously. Um, So I love the way that they use it. Uh, This song I want to play from St. Sisters called Causing Trouble.
Can hear the Celtic harp in there. If, if, yeah. uh, uh, Celtic. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it's, it's Celtic. Pretty sure it's uh, Celtic. <laughs> Do your homework. Uh, a Celtic harp, but for people who don't know, it's it's maybe about three feet tall. It usually they set it on a little table or something. It's not a like a knee high table. It's not a full size harp. Oh, yeah. And um, you can hear it in there. But really beautiful music. And Saint Sister, one of the many bands from other countries. They're from Ireland. One of the many bands from other countries that was trying to get a foothold in the States, but with this uh, visit to South by. And I was thinking as I was watching it, I love how we've gotten to the point where it doesn't feel like a novelty to see a Celtic harp in an electronic right, pop right. band. You know, it's like like when Joanna Newsom did it, it was like, what is this? Who does that? And I was just like, oh, yeah, they, got, they have a little harp in, the, in their band. Of, co- <laughs> of course they do. You know, and it works. Um, anyway, St. Sister is the band. Stephen Thompson. I'm going to hit you with some uh, rhythm, uh, courtesy of a band uh, out of Dusseldorf, uh, Germany, called Gato Preto. It's a duo. Uh, You've got a producer, a percussionist, and a uh, singer and rapper, uh, the incomparable Gata Misteriosa, uh, who sings and raps in Portuguese. Uh, this very, very, uh, obviously very world-spanning sound, a lot of African influences, particularly in the percussion, just put on this kind of storm of rhythm that had so much charisma and joy to it. Uh, she's decked out in the, in this kind of Afrofuturistic garb you know, with this huge neck piece, uh, just exhorting the crowd constantly, just constantly pulling people in. There were these like three frat boys in sunglasses that she like pulled on stage to <laughs> dance with them. And, and, and it, but it was just one of these things like this is, this is music for everybody. It was so joyful and you just couldn't not move as it was playing. Uh, the song is called Dia De. Yeah. 
tratar como rainha. There. Yeah, and it was such a small stage in a convention center, and I remember in thinking... In the convention in center. In the convention center. Like, we're going to go rocking out, rocking out at the convention center. <laughs> this is the last band I'd imagine to be filling the convention yeah. center with joy. And I and I pictured them on the stage at, like, Stubbs, you know, this gigantic right. barbecue with a, you know, a huge band Outdoor shell that we, you know, stage, we do yeah. shows at. You know, 2,000 people. They could have they could have gotten 2,000 people moving real quickly um, and wow. but but they played with the fervor and intensity of a band playing to 2000 people instead of you know 20 yeah, 30 40 whatever it was awesome i have another artist from portugal uh an artist known as surma s-u-r-m-a and um she plays many instruments picked up guitar bass and all sorts of things during her performance solo artist no band but electronics uh is the guiding and and uh and and the the brute force of her music, the center point of, of her music. Facially very expressive musician while she's turning dials and playing her music. But she has a voice, we mentioned just Joanna Newsom just now, she has a voice that has that childlike quality of uh, Joanna Newsom, but very original style music. She even, uh, her music, she even called out to the crowd. She said something like, uh, if you uh, desire to form a mosh pit, you can. <laughs> <laughs> It's and, very uh, zen. You yeah. may uh, expect the pleasure of a mosh pit, <laughs> yes. if she, you please. She has an album out. It's called Antwerpen, and I'm going to play a song called Hema. I'd seen this. Yeah, I like yeah, this. I really liked her a lot. And I think this is, you know, a lot of this music that I come back with, you know, some of the noise bands that mm-hmm. I fell in love with, 
Uh, I may not put on and listen to uh, uh, all the time, but I'm happy to see them anytime in live performance. But this is music that I could take home with me, that I could spend time with and enjoy. This is Surma. She's from Portugal. Cool. Love it. You uh, got one more for us, got, Mr. Hilton? I've got it's just one more. Just one more song I want to play. Just one song you. that's been bothering me. <laughs> We, you know, we <laughs> haven't dro- talked dropping the Columbo <laughs> references for the kids. We haven't, uh, we haven't talked about just the weird and strange at South by, and I want to talk about a band called Weird Bloom that I saw. I referenced them very briefly on the podcast as a Dungeons and Dragons rock oh, band. Mm-hmm. I think you could also call them maybe Stonehenge rock. Um, <laughs> and they're they're band from Italy, and the lead singer was wearing you know really long hair and a headband, and he was wearing this long black robe, looked like kind of like a wizard. And in fact, he told the audience uh, at the beginning of the show that he would be their lead wizard for the night, and he meant like, I'm your host for this next 20-minute performance. <laughs> uh, a band from from Italy, Weird Bloom, and I want to play the song My Dear Elena Summers Voodoo. It's sort of like if Tiny Tim did an album with (laughs) T-Rex. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's that's about about right. right. Yeah. He, uh, you know, it was really funny. At one point, this woman came up to me and she said, uh, what are you doing here? And and I said, well, I'm I'm just here to see the band. And she said, what band? I said, Weird Bloom? She's like, yeah. And I said, I'm sorry, who are you? And she said, well, I'm their manager. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, there's this disconnect. And she just said she was having, they're from Italy. I don't I don't know if English was her first language, yeah. but I think she was having a hard time explaining. I want to know how you know this band. Oh, I see. Yeah, how yeah, could yeah. you possibly know anything <laughs> about this band to come to the show? And yeah, I was, was right, one right. of maybe five people there. But I really loved them. They were super charming on stage and a lot of fun. And is it the kind of thing that I'm going to roll the windows down and listen to on the highway? Probably not. But I did enjoy it. They have one record full-length record called Blistonia uh, that is out now. It came out in January. 
Uh, before we go out with Stephen's last pick, which I'm sure will be great, uh, I, I want to just talk. One thing that we did for this show is we picked artists who we discovered at South by Southwest. Uh, there are so many artists we saw there or didn't go see there because we knew of them or maybe we put them on a previous show or our preview show or somewhere. And so I thought it would be important just to uh, highlight those. We have a playlist online, a Spotify playlist of things that we were excited about, things we saw, and uh, and you can go uh, to the to uh, All Songs Considered and find that uh, playlist. I know for me, we talked on a preview show about Chloe Foy, who is extraordinary, first time I saw her. And then uh, Haley Hendricks, it was amazing. Stella Donnelly was... Stella F- effing Donnelly, my God. Yeah, that was an extraordinary <laughs> she, By far show. my favorite discovery of the yeah. whole festival. Uh, Gracie and Rachel, for me, was another. Lucy Dacus, yeah. right? Just sensational show. Uh, and, and Shame, the group Shame. Super Organism, my first time seeing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had talked about them earlier in the year so i didn't talk about them today and uh tank of the bangas oh yeah, yeah. right yeah. so you're uh, you're a fan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh man uh robin's recommended partner uh yes. kind of weezer-esque uh, really fun band uh pale waves which we talked about on the preview show a band i love called mimicking birds dermot kennedy who i played on the preview show i ended up seeing him three times and thought he was glorious uh did you end up getting to see him bob uh, no, there was a bomb threat at the oh show that God. I was going to go to, and they canceled the show. Which is, wow. yeah, such a bummer. Uh, yeah. He's great. Um, people I've picked in past years, like Tunde Alanaran and Odetta Hartman, whose music I still really, really love, Andrew W.K. and Dessa, you know, pe- people I would, I would, you know, if I had little kids, I would get a babysitter to go to their shows <laughs> in D.C. I'm not going to miss them. Robin recommended Wild in the preview show. I ended up really loving them. That was a That was a great pick. So many. I mean, obviously, download the Austin 100. So many of these picks are on there. So much of the best music I saw was on there. I don't mean to brag. <laughs> really, <laughs> really great. The music I picked was some of the most favorite music I saw. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I turned out I really liked the music I picked. Everyone knows it was the best music. I- take, take it away, Rob. Uh, Grace Vonderkuhn. Grace Vonderkuhn shredded. Uh, definitely Andrew W.K. And Lucy Dacus, Bob, you mentioned, and Tank of the Bengus, but also August Green. I thought August yeah. Green put in a really potent set very emotional mall blum yes. they were great uh and uh u.s girls i thought was a pretty incredible show a band i've seen like a couple too. other times before we also have south by lullabies these little these beautiful video recordings we did over the course of the week with almost 10 i think 10 artists we filmed and they're coming out over the course of the next few weeks a few are up including the mal blum natalie prass is up the uh max richter yeah. that you talked about earlier we filmed about the first 10 or 15 minutes of this eight-hour performance as a lullaby because it was because people are laying in bed and... and it's all you yeah. need. You'll be asleep yeah. by the end. That's right. that end. <laughs> and Stella Donnelly, we shot one with her. It's up now, too. I'm going to take us out on uh, one of the most uh, joyous and charismatic performances I saw uh, this week. A wonderful band from Seattle called Thunder Pussy. I'll second that. Uh-huh. I will vouch for that. So, so much charisma. So many backbends. So many, you know, they were on this <laughs> tiny little stage with the window to the street, you know, be, right. behind them. And could not be contained by, by such a small room. Uh, Thunder Pussy, let's uh, go out on the song Velvet Noose. Nice. Another great year. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. And I managed not to get sick for the third year in a row. Uh, I did not. Good. You did manage to get sick. I yeah, got yeah. the South by SARS. Yep. Still staying healthy. Take I care. A, uh, I, I soaked in a tub of 
Jarrell every night <laughs> before <laughs> I went you, to bed. Did you wear a mask on the way home, by the way? You know, I did the last two years, yeah. and I didn't this year, and uh, so far, so good. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. Well, fortunately, you haven't been cooped up in the studio with somebody who's sick for the last <laughs> hour and hour. <laughs> There's still time. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> For Music, I'm Bob Boylan, Stephen Thompson, Robin Hilton. See you all. Bye, Bob. See ya. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Delta Airlines, offering Delta Comfort Plus, including a wide selection of unlimited complimentary snacks and drinks. Delta aims to make your travel experience as easy and comfortable as possible, so you arrive refreshed and ready to take on the world.